Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. He's an entrepreneur. He's a sales and marketing expert. And as the founder and CEO of Simply Noted, he has developed a proprietary technology that puts real pen and ink to paper to scale handwritten communication, helping businesses of all industries scale this unique marketing platform to stand out from their competition and build meaningful relations with clients, customers, and employees. So let's welcome Rick Elmar. How are you doing today, Rick? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Victor. It's great to have you on, sir. And I'd like to get started by asking you to uh, share your story. How did you first get started in becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, my background's in athletics. I played college and professional sports. I went to the University of Arizona on an athletic scholarship. I, had a tw- I have a twin brother who also went there as well. Um, we played sports there. I got dra- I was lucky to have a good career in, in, in college. I played for Mike Stoops in, in Mark Stoops at the University of Arizona, three-year starter. Um, but yeah, got to live out my childhood dream. Got drafted in the NFL in 2010, in 2011 season, and uh, played for a few years. And when I got done, I got into corporate medical device sales and marketing. Uh, my first year was top either first year I was rookie of the year, branch MVP um, for for at least for our branch. In the next five years, I was uh, either top one percent or top five sales rep in the company. And you know, after being in the corporate world for a while, there just there w- just wasn't something there. You know, there's an itch that I couldn't scratch. There was something else out there that I knew was bigger for me. So um, I just kept searching. Um, I, I started going to networking meetings. You know, after hour meetings, asking successful businesses or business owners to breakfast, talking about their story. I went back and did my my MBA, thinking I'd find something there. Did my MBA in 2017, and what do you what do you know in a marketing class? Um, the idea of simply noted began. Um, I had a, a marketing professor talking about the success rates in marketing, and everything was super nominal. Um, it was really small. Like email was like a single digit percent. You know, direct mail, print mail, cold call, door knocking. And then he ends the lecture saying, hey, guys, you know, what's what works more than ever is a, a good old fashioned handwritten note. And uh, he said they get opened up almost 100 percent of the time. And I was like, man, that's a no brainer. Being in sales, I was like, if I can get in front of my client 99 out of 100 times, that's going to make me more successful and just got to work. Um, I thought if we can build a business about scaling it and automating it, it would be a good business model. There were a couple of companies trying to do something like that at the time, but they were focusing in terrible industries. Like nobody was going after business. Like one of them was focusing on weddings, which I thought was like absolutely brutal to like try to work with like bridezillas because you know how stressful planning a wedding is. And they're only a customer once, maybe twice. Um, and then somebody else was focusing on like the B2C market. They had like an app and they were helping people send a thank you card to their mom. I was like, why isn't anybody doing this for business? Like they have the systems, the tools and the budgets in place and they're repeat clients. So that's what we've done over the last five years. Um, we've built up a pretty solid foundational product. We have over 300,000 users on our platform every single month. 
Um, we've invested over $800,000 into the world's only purposely built writing robot. We, we're going to have six patents on it, three design, three utility. Um, and we just got done doing that a few months ago. So now all the marketing, and we've done this with no, no investors, no loans, no debt, completely debt-free. So it's been a pretty wild ride over the last five years. Awesome. Uh, that's some really good stuff there. So obviously you, you came from a sports background. You played college and professional sports. You got drafted in the NFL. You played there for a number of years. Um, and then you left. You did corporate medical sales. And you it seemed like you were very, very successful. You always like into the top 1% or the top five salespeople there. So mm-hmm. you were doing really well. But as happens to a lot of people in the corporate world, they, you know, they, 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 get in a rut they don't like it they they, they feel like burned out or whatever it's, they, they're just not happy there. there's something else yeah. burning inside of them good yeah it's just they keep you in like a box right they don't allow you know there's there's like wild horses right there's these like incredible animals that have all this power and they're beautiful and there's there's so much within them right and you try to take it maybe a bad um analogy but i just felt like i had all this energy and all these ideas and all this potential and in corporate world it's like sit down shut up don't say anything be there for 20 years you know wait for that guy who has been doing it for 30 years to retire right even though he's not working hard anymore and i just i don't know it just wasn't the right fit and i always kind of wanted to be a business owner i've always kind of had that entrepreneurial itch my both my parents were small business owners and i saw the I saw what that did for our family with them controlling their time. You know, they were stressed out all the time, like most business owners, but they were able to be at all our sporting events. You know, a boss wasn't telling them, no, you can't go and and be with your family. So yeah, um, it was just kind of like a a perfect storm, you know, back in 2017 and everything came together. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I could definitely tell you, I worked in the corporate world for many years, and what you said is absolutely <laughs> true. And that's why a lot of yeah. people, they left companies because they were doing well, but they felt like restrained. They couldn't do, they had a lot more they wanted to have all these ideas inside them. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't want to hear it. They just say, we have this plan, hey, you no. follow the plan, otherwise leave. And that's what some of these guys mm-hmm. do. They find they they go ahead, start their own companies, become entrepreneurs. Some of them become multimillionaire billionaires because that's what Bloomberg did. He was at Merrill Lynch. Mm-hmm. He, they, they didn't want to hear his ideas, so he branched off on his own. He started this huge company. Yeah. You know, if he had stayed yep. there and listened to, to his ideas, who knows what Merrill Lynch would be doing right now? I mean, it's a, still a pretty good company, but they could have done a lot more had they listened to him. But that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I know yeah. It's, it's, it's a set environment. You just, yeah, like you said, followed the plan for 20 years, and that's it. Uh, but but it, it is interesting. You know, you said you, you decided to get your MBA in 2017. And then the professor's talking about the success rates, all these things about emails, rates, and all these other things that are not the, the, the open rates are not that high, most of these things. But he mentioned something about having notes, and that's really true. A lot of people don't realize that personal touch makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. And I know I'm going to ask you shortly to talk a little bit more about that because too often we, we get these emails, it's, it's obviously cut and paste. Uh, all the time, which is why a lot of these emails, which people consider spam, and not just uh, you know, a web web emails, but if you look at Facebook or LinkedIn, you, you get these emails all the time, and you're like, I don't want to uh, read it because at, at least say the person's name, and they don't even do that. But when you know someone sends you a package, <laughs> sends you a handwritten note, it's like, oh, this person's thinking about me. I'm mad to this person. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a sale. I'm not a. I'm not a number to them. 
Um, there's a guy, yeah. his name was his name was Joe Girard. He was like the number one auto salesman for many, many years. And what he did was he did kind of some of the things that you did. Um, he would he would get a lot of repeat customers because he would take care of his customers. He would he would write them several times a year, like it's various holidays, and he would just say, Hey, and it always happened in cards, and he would send them several times a year, just asking for nothing, just uh letting people know yeah. what he's thinking about them and he got a lot of repeat business from these people, and he got a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of referrals and recommendations, all because he's, yep. he's, he was thinking about people. And too often, people forget your best source of business is your current clients, because it's much yeah. easier to keep the current one than to get a new one. So I, I, I like that you're doing that. And so you want to talk a little bit more about that, you know, about keeping clients' handwritten notes, and also like the fact that uh, you're doing really well, 300,000 users every single month, and... Uh, I just want to throw this in. Um, yeah, I like the fact you know you were very entrepreneur because you saw your parents do it. They both had small businesses, and and it's something that's very beautiful because, like you said, a lot of people in the core world can't do this. They can't go to their mm-hmm. kids' sporting events. You know, they miss out a lot of time with their kids because they're yeah. too busy working. But your parents were able to find that time to be with you. So I yeah. thought that was something very beautiful, and obviously that inspired you. But talk a little bit more about the handwritten notes because I I think a lot yeah. of people are not aware of the power of it. Yeah, so you know, there's really two main ways um, that people use our product. It's it's retention. You know, they use our our product as like a retention product, and that's really what we try to preach is that everybody has a client, and that client's paying your paycheck every single month, or they're paying your bills every single month. So saying thank you should just be something that you are normally doing uh, on the regular. So, in the retention world, you know, just the law of reciprocity, like you were just talking about, and the the car dealer salesman, you know, he was just saying thank you and staying top of mind and people appreciated that. And what did he get? He got referrals and repeat business. So it's a great retention tool. And um, that's really what we try to help our clients do is build better relationships because better relationships lead to increased lifetime value, right? More repeat sales, um, you know, less uh, customer attrition. So you're not filling up that leaky bucket as much every single month or every single year. Um, you know, clients who feel appreciated are more likely to refer their friends and family, leave you reviews, um, give you referrals, all these things that help you grow your business, right? So it's always really funny when we talk to people and they're always like, oh, we want to do this marketing campaign. I was just like, client acquisition is always going to be more expensive than keeping your current clients happy. And that is going to, you know, help you build a business that lasts for 20 years versus these companies who, you know, are are fly by night companies that last for one or two years because they just dump everything in the marketing and they forget to, they forget about their clients. So retention is a big thing. We help people automate it either through Zapier and API or just either a simple spreadsheet. So if you have a spreadsheet, you can send us a spreadsheet with like names and addresses and merge fields. So like high first name, we plug in the first name so it's all hyper personalized and you know we can send tens of thousands of these handwritten notes a day um or then we do have people who use us for acquisition so you know we have a lot of you know home service companies um you know nonprofits that will use us to try to bring on new donors do fundraising campaigns you know market new clients but um i always telling people it's always should be about retention first have a retention plan number one that should be your main priority is what can we do to keep our current clients happy and get more referrals, get better reviews. And then let's talk about an acquisition strategy next. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Focus on retention first and acquisition next. And it's, it's incredible because I think with so much automation going on and automation obviously is very important. Technology is very important. 
But all the things we've been talking about, building the relations with the people, helping them out, you know, taking care of them, reminding mm-hmm. them that they're important to you, it's like that's it's the the human factor can never be underestimated. Too often, I see too many companies, too many marketers, they just seem to forget about that. They just want to get the client, and then they forget about them. And they spend yeah. these. It, it takes like five to six times as much work to get a new client as it does to keep mm-hmm. a regular client and get repeat business. So. I think too much is because they just say, I have all this technology. I can run Facebook ads, I can run these ads and whatever. But one thing one of my mentors taught me was technology is an enhancer, but it's not the answer. Yeah. It helps a lot. That's a great, never, yeah. It won't replace That's a great, human I'm going to steal that from you, if you don't mind. <laughs> absolutely. I, I stole it from him, so you can steal it from me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, good it's, nugget. Yeah, so it's very important because you, it, nothing will ever replace talking to people, whether it's on a Zoom call, whether it's on a telephone, whether in person. They need to hear your voice, and 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 you to yeah. the more the the better the relationship. And this is especially important when it comes to high ticket items. No one's going to give you five thousand uh, dollars sending them a link. They need to talk to you first. So, uh, yeah, I, one book that I find I don't know if you ever read it uh, that I find very helpful. That's that's changed my business was how to win friends and influence people by dale Carnegie. i read it every january awesome. i went to the sales yeah i went to that sales school back in 2013 my manager i was very raw as an athlete coming out of an nfl locker room he's like hey we need to work on some of those sales skills and went to that so i have that on audiobook it's a great read everybody should read it doesn't matter if you're in business or not it just teaches you how to have more fulfilling relationships you know how to you know remember people's names, ask better questions, you know, be more interested in them, which makes you more interesting, more memorable. Right. Yeah. You, I think he was the first person with a million dollar salary, right? Like back in the early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, probably. It wouldn't surprise you. Yeah. I mean, with all the tips he gives in there, blistering bed, all that yeah. stuff. It's yeah. Like you said, it's not just in business. It helps you in every aspect of your life. You'll, uh, you'll have a lot more friends. People will like you more. They want to spend a lot more time with you. It just help you with so many different ways. Yeah. But I just also it's find it very, definitely and i i like like you i read a lot too and like you said you came out of the nfl so this taught you a lot of great people skills and you took those people skills and utilizing this business now so you mm-hmm. know um so uh what uh what was next i want to ask you here um so talk a little bit more about these robots you mentioned before. So how is it, oh, uh, yeah. it changing the game? Because you mentioned you spent like uh, 800000 for writing robots. So talk a little bit more on how it can help your clients. Yeah, so when we originally started, we started with pen plotters, but we quickly found out that those were not going to be a scalable, you know, quality solution. They're cheap. Um, there's really no true vendor out there that can give you the support you need on a large level. Um, I mean, they have like rubber, rubber bands that push the motors. I mean, it's, it's a really cheap product. Um, and plus there's, there's no software that runs them. We had to use like janky third party, like plugins, which were not reliable as well. Um, plus we always had the mindset of when we started simply noted, it was like built to sell. Um, we wanted to build this to sell it and anybody who wanted to come in and buy, you know, simply know that someday they weren't going to want to buy that crappy technology. So, um, and that's what we've done the first four years was build up a platform with tons of users and focus on building that technology. And, um, uh, we've been very successful doing that. Now it's all about growth. So that budget's free now. It's all going to ads. We're hiring more people. <laughs> it's fun. We're, you know, we're in production. It, it's a lot of fun, but 
it was really important for us to build that robot. There's just for us to have the the throughput, the vertically integration, the vertical integrations, um, the handwriting engine. Um, these handwriting robots were, um, you know, built to have unlimited writing capacities versus these pen plotters were completely restricted. They worked off of like Microsoft Word, which is an old <laughs> software. Um, like if you had more than 10 of them, you had to plug up a different computer. I mean, <laughs> when you have hundreds of these, like you're going to have, you know, you know, 50 computers, like it, it just doesn't make sense. So, um, we improved on all those things. Um, plus we built a technology that we had patents, you know, an IP on, um, which also makes our, our protects our technology makes us more valuable as well. And it's, it's all for the client because we, at the end of the day, it produces a better quality product. You know, um, those pen plotters that, you know, there's too many, I call them um, uh, repeat patterns. Like you'll see like the same E that pops up every once in a while because they don't have the ability to plug in unlimited, you know, fonts or unlimited glyphs, characters. Um, they had ligature, uh, you know, ligatures are the way that like a T connects to an H or what two T's look like with the cross, you know, that you couldn't program as many as you want into that. So it just, it really restricted the quality and we now have unlimited quality because we can program all that in the robot that those can't do. Yeah. And I like what you were saying before. It's like the focus is on this thing will make things better for the client, make things easier. Mm -hmm. for them. That's why you invested your time. You invested this money and I think sometimes two people have too much of a short-term focus on things, saying, oh, this costs money, but then they don't look at the results that they will get if they make this investment. So mm -hmm. you guys did, did a lot of investing in your company, but you got great results, not only for yourself, but for your clients. And these things, like you see, you're not using 50 computers for your clients because if this thing was so many using Microsoft Word and it was like, it, it would just take, for, it would just be a, a disaster. But because you invest in yeah. robots, it's just so much easier for the client. They're a lot happier. And you're in the long run, when you take care of your clients, as we talked about before, your businesses grow so much more. You're able to scale a lot more because yeah. you're able to get a lot more done. So that's the importance of investing yourself, investing yeah. in your business. Go ahead. Yeah. When you're working with like larger companies, they expect like premium service, like, and they want, you know, fast turnaround times. They want the best quality. They want the best price. And <laughs> you can't do that with a hand loaded pen plotter or a, you know, a cheap, slow, you know, janky, you know, weird loading formation on a pen plotter. You know, we've seen people who use like suction cups, you know, they'll use a suction cup to pick up one envelope and put it down. And then the pen plotter, it's like, that's too slow. It's not scalable. Like that robot takes up four square feet, like good or more than that, like 15 square feet. It's like four feet by four feet, 16 square feet. And it's just like, how are you going to scale that? Like you're literally doing this for your friends. Like if you're running a real business, have a real technology, have a real platform, have a real website, have a real service. Like don't, don't have a gimmicky toy product and try to say that you're, you know, some large, um, you know, enterprise level company. Absolutely. Well said, you know, definitely some really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is earlier you were talking about having the proper mindset and, um, how important would you say having uh, developing a proper mindset and engaging in personal development has been for you becoming a successful entrepreneur? Because I think I think that's yeah. very important. What what, what do you it's say? Great. That's a great question. So I'm a, I'm a type of person that's obsessed with knowledge. Um, I'm consuming content every day, trying to learn something like how to do this, best way of doing that. Um, I'm always looking for like the next thing to help me take 
either my own personal skills or my business to the next level. So I think somebody who is an entrepreneur, if you're not naturally interested or curious on self-development, it's going to be really hard for you to be successful because things change every single day. And if you're not staying up with it or staying ahead of it, you're going to be left behind. There's a reason why 95 or 99% of companies don't make it to five years um, because it's hard and <laughs> you got to, make sure that, you know, you're, you're doing the things that are necessary. And a lot of that self-education in the early days, but um, yeah, I mean, that's why I would say what's made me successful is my background in athletics, everything that I've learned, perseverance, hard work, you know, desire, um, accountability, reliability, you know, to the will to succeed failure is not an option. Like all those things I developed in the locker room for 15, well, 19 years. Um, I just transferred it it to this, you know, all the transferable skills. And I always, you know, I love talking to ex-athletes because, you know, they kind of get it. You know, we've, you know, if you've done it for a long time, you kind of get like the the day-to-day and how that's transferable. But um, yeah, it's really important if you're not obsessed with learning, like you're not going to be a good CEO because you're going to have to wear so many hats and you're going to have to learn how to solve so many problems until your business is big enough to hire people to handle those problems. But it's going to be up to you to train those people how to solve those problems, unless you can hire, you know, executives like and you can talk about hiring agencies, but they're still expensive, but they're a headache to deal with. Right. They're, they're, they're not working for you full time. I mean, I can talk about all the yeah, all that stuff about being an entrepreneur for hours. Yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up CEOs because a lot of people don't realize that the one thing that, that separates CEOs from everyone else is. The average CEO reads four to five books every month. That's about 50 mm-hmm. to 60 books a year. They're they're obsessed with knowledge like you are. They're trying to learn, get better, because they know there's any little bit of extra knowledge can make a huge difference in their business. The average person reads one book a year, and that's a big reason mm-hmm. why they're not as successful as these CEOs. So I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. You're, you're obsessed about you know, creating, you know, consuming content every day. You want to learn as much as you can, and that's great. And like you said, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, because if you're not improving yourself every day, working on yourself, you're going to be left behind because if you're not getting better, mm-hmm. someone who's competing against you is getting better every day and they're going to leave yep. you the dust in the long run. And and, and yep. you you mentioned all the things you learned as an athlete, hard work, perseverance, being consistent, not giving up. You know, failure is not an option. That's something a lot of athletes learn. It's be, and, I, and that's why I guess you probably deal with a lot of athletes, you know, talk to them. Those, those things transfer discipline, consistency. All those things make a difference in being an entrepreneur. It's like it, you don't become, you know, you don't get lucky in becoming successful. You have to have no, those attributes. You have to no. put in the time, the effort, yeah. be consistent, do the work, put in the time every single day. I know when I talk to former athletes, uh, people who also in the military, people in the military tell me, yeah, they learn discipline, they learn consistency because they, they learn responsibility, being held accountable. And that transferred over, like you said, those skills you learned in sports transfer over when you became an entrepreneur. So those things really helped you out a lot. They made a big difference in your life. So for those of you who are like in sports or in the military, you can learn a lot of great attributes, a lot of great skills that will transfer over because I know, I know a lot of successful athletes that are entrepreneurs. Um, Same thing with military people. So you can learn these skills, but you got to develop those skills and work on it day in and day out. You can't take time off you have to be obsessed with progress. Um, I mean, that's what athletes are. They're obsessed with being better than they were yesterday. But like what you said earlier, um, you know, you, you want to be wanting to learn every single day, just like earlier when you said, you know, uh, digital or, or ads are the enhancer and not the answer. Like 
that's a pearl of information I just grabbed from this conversation. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be what you're trying to get every time you're inter interacting with somebody, but you should always be listening. You know, a lot of people aren't listening. They're just thinking about what they want to say next, right? But your ears and your eyes have to be open. Um, a lot of times you have to shut your mouth because you think you have, you know, you, you, you think what you have to say is more important or whatever, but like as an entrepreneur, you have to have really good vision and really good ears, like, especially with clients, like don't tell them what they what you think they want to hear, listen, they'll tell you everything that you need to hear, right? That's another like good quality you'll develop as an entrepreneur, especially with those early customers, because they're going to be honest with you, <laughs> especially with that early MVP product that you're so proud of that they're just going to tear you down. But, you know, that feedback is what, you know, if you can handle it and get up and build upon it and improve on it, that's what's going to help you be successful as a CEO. No, absolutely. Learning to listen because, yeah, like you said, very often we listen with the intent to respond instead of with the intent to understand. And when you listen to the intent to understand from your clients, you'll get a lot of valuable information, things you could be doing better. Like you said, you, that feedback, like you said at the beginning, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and screw some things up. But if you get that valuable feedback, then you know how to improve things. A lot of people are not willing to take the chance, not willing to make the effort because they're afraid of, like they want everything to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect in the beginning. You're going to make mistakes. Mm -mm. You get valuable feedback, and you can come up with version 2.0, version 3.0. But if you have version 0.0, .0 no one's going to know about it. So get this, get the product out. You'll get the feedback. You'll make these tweaks and adjustments from the feedback you get from everyone. Says very Be humble enough mm -hmm. to listen to them because they know what they want, not you. You don't know. A lot of times, people sometimes salespeople make the mistake of I like this, so they will like it. Not always the case, as you probably will know. Mm -hmm. So uh, so listen, Rick, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure having you out. You share a lot of great wisdom, a lot of great value, a lot of great tips. So I really appreciate your taking the time to be on the show. And before I let you go, Rick, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Oh, that's a great question. I'm on LinkedIn basically all day. Um, you can just find me on LinkedIn. It's just Rick Elmore, E-L-M-O-R-E. Um, founder of Simply Noted. I'll be probably the first person that pops up or just go to simplynoted.com. It's just how it's spelled. S as in Sam, I M as in Mary, P-L-Y, noted.com. If if you're in business, I, I always recommend just request a sample kit, uh, sample kit. Just go to the business page. And what we do is we send you a really nice like nine by 12 uh, pocket folder with a bunch of information in there. It's free. It's on us. We spend like 20 bucks just getting you a free kit. And um and just learn a little bit about how handwritten notes can change your business and, and it will change your life, you know, just building those deeper relationships. And there's tons of info in there, writing styles, writing samples, flyers, case studies, you know, everything that you, all the questions you probably would want to know. It's all in there. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Rick. Appreciate it. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you so much, Victor. Have a good day. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.